Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. What up, though? Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. You know, after all of your technical difficulties and me forgetting to turn on my microphone, I think we we can do this. Yeah, podcasting as of late has become a chore. <laughs> don't, well, don't say that now. I said it. Oh boy! All right. Well, it's still fun. Oh yeah! Once we get going, it's fun. But uh, yeah, and now we're going. Decide. So let's have some fun. With all the computer issues and people issues and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I get it, dude. Uh, podcasting has become a chore. Anyway, who's that handsome guy next to you? I'm sitting here with my boy Drew. What's up, Drew? Hey, how's it going? Yo. And we just popped open a bottle of Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. <laughs> and uh i had never had it uh, i saw it at the uh the, the liquor store and i was like yeah you know what i'm in a whiskey mood but i want irish whiskey and i grabbed the first thing i saw that wasn't super cheap but seemed intriguing so here we are awesome how is it by the way smooth man um i put a couple cubes of ice, just to kind of open it up a little. Um, Yay! Hey, man, that's how you're supposed to drink whiskey, if you knew, if you knew anything <laughs> about whiskey. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's smooth. There's kind of a vanilla-y honey taste almost. Maybe some, like, I don't know, aged wood. Tastes good. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, I have to agree. It's pretty good. Really smooth. You said wood. <laughs> I'm putting wood in my mouth and swallowing. <laughs> and I like it. Hey, how, how far is Drew sitting from you now? <laughs> About an arm's length. Yeah. <laughs> just, just enough for a stroke. But after that whiskey, we might be getting closer. Mm-hmm. So, um... Question, did you finally watch the Georgia Bulldogs game? I did. Did you see the photographer get knocked out by the running back? Actually, you know what? I didn't finish it. Oh. I was, uh, when, when did this happen? Later, like fourth quarter? I, I don't remember exactly what quarter it was but he was running and he got forced out of bounds and got forced right into her and then there's a you know she's a student photographer like her whole job is to take picture of this football game and um the 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 still photo of is of his left knee 
just boom, right into the camera. The camera right into her face, knocked out cold. Dang. No, I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To to be honest, I was pretty tired. And uh, yeah, I couldn't even stay awake. Yeah. Which just means I need to go rewatch it. And also finish it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I am so disappointed in you, um, that you still haven't watched it, but dude, it's been fucking busy Uh, as shit, man. (laughs) Plus we're like record every night now. So like, you know what I mean? You take up all my time, Michael. Oh, you should be so lucky. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just haven't had like the time to do it. And the time that I do have to do it, I'm already tired, and I'm like, no, I'm going to watch it. And then I end up, I've I've fallen asleep twice now trying to catch up on football games. And here it's coming, we're Tuesday night now, and uh, it's going to roll around to Saturday, and I'm going to be behind. And I'm just going to have to, like, call it a loss, man. All right, all right, I feel you. Yeah, you might as well just start paying attention to attention to those uh, alerts that happen on ESPN. Frankly, so uh, so Drew, for you, yeah, I did finally go ahead and purchase Disney Plus. Oh, nice! What do you think? Insert applause here. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so happy that I did it because <laughs> you were. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> if you're playing the shot game to our podcast, you're three in right now. I'm not counting yeah, that as one. Those all agreed. deserved their their own single shot. Agreed. Individual shot. Um so I uh I I ordered it. Uh so I did a bunch of research. Man, this whiskey is you- nice. <laughs> Obviously. Sorry, it just hit my tongue the right way, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> Proper 12. Try some. Anyway, Disney Plus. They're not a sponsor, by the way. So Yet. But tell them we sent you. Yeah, um, just give them uh, UnchurchedPod2 promo code. <laughs> How funny would that be? <laughs> <laughs> my promo code's not working. um so i did a little bit of research um so i don't know if you told me this or i just read it online but apparently in order to get zero ads on hulu with disney plus you basically have to um have hulu plus first and then when you pay for disney plus they will reimburse you the money Right. So like Disney Plus only charged me seven dollars instead of twelve. Um, and I'm still paying five dollars for Hulu. So it still works out to be, you know, twelve bucks for the package. Um, but. You know, you had to have Hulu Plus first, which is no ads in order to maintain Hulu, plus, uh, no ads when you get Disney Plus. Right. So essentially, if you didn't have Hulu Plus, if you just had Hulu, 
which gives you the ads, and then you go ahead and order Disney Plus, you'll get the discount, but you'll still have ads on Hulu. And then you won't be able to upgrade to Hulu Plus at that point because you have the package with Disney Plus. They'll lock you out and force you to keep the the ads. Right. Yeah, I think I read that somewhere too. Yeah. So I, I just went ahead and did it. I, I upgraded to Hulu Plus first so that I can get rid of the ads and then went ahead and, and bought Disney Plus with the uh, ESPN Plus package. And dude, I got to tell you, I, I'm thrilled with it. Me and Micah, we watched uh, the first two episodes of Mandalorian, oh. which were freaking awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I watched Absolutely those as well. Awesome. Those, as a lifetime Star Wars fan, I can I can say that's like one of the best original ones that they've put out. Yeah, but so so help me out here. So I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline. I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Both me and Micah are, but. I thought that this was going to be all about Boba Fett. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It. I think that's what a lot of people thought too originally. But yeah, but once you got into it, it was like, well, the timeline doesn't seem to be working out. Yeah, especially with the entrance of the the Baby Yoda. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, I think this is like uh, set just after Return of the Jedi. So it's a couple years after. So yeah, Boba Fett, you know. Though I have done a little bit of uh, research myself on it, and I yeah. think it's around the 18 minute mark, around the time when he actually goes to the Mandalorian uh, guild, you can actually yeah. see a possible Boba Fett in the shadows. Really? Yeah. It's kind of oh, like one of those little teaser Easter eggs that they just kind of dropped. It's an in. Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotta watch it again. Then that's what that's Rip. called. I was thinking about that a couple months ago, and I couldn't remember what that was called. Yeah, Easter egg. What the hell was that? It's my stupid dog, Han Solo. We're both in here, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, Drew's here! Play with me! Look at me!" <laughs> Actually, he is whining. He might have to go out. He might. We'll give it a minute. Oh, Hanzo. Oh, man. Well, that's cool. Just to uh, rain on your Disney Plus parade, I did see an article that was talking. I did not read the article, and that's kind of like my thing on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, well, for this one, I didn't read it because I'll tell you in a second. But uh, essentially, apparently, I mean, um, the Disney Plus subscribers... You know, you, you all have your email and stuff, and uh, I guess Disney Plus was hacked, and they sold, <laughs> uh, I think the title of the article said, all um, of Disney Plus subscribers' info, so. Hmm. Well, if it was hacked, then they didn't sell it. Well, here's why, I, one, again, I didn't read the article, and two, I feel like shit like this happens all the time. And we don't know about it. You know what I mean? We find out eventually. Yeah, but I I mean, what what are you going to do with my email? Right. Well, with your email, they can try to get into, see what kind of accounts you have, you know? Sure. I just, you know, I don't know. It's, we live in a tech era where 
all our shit. I mean, good Lord, we post most of our whole life on Facebook anyway. So, I mean, what more do you need to know? Sure. Sure. A lot of naivety in that comment, but that's kind of why I didn't read the article because I'm like, oh, whatever. You know how many things I've signed up and I've had to put my email in? You're telling me none of those people sell my information? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. That's how they make the months. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody will, you know, sell it and then do fraudulent things with it, you know? So, yeah, I don't think there's any law against um, selling your email address if, um, you know, well, if you give it to them willingly. Who reads the fine print when you accept Nobody. the terms? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Nobody reads the fine print. You see that South Park episode about the the Apple, uh, no. you know, signing the Apple release thing? I think I have, yeah. I don't watch South Park because I'm holier than you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the South Park episode, um, and people would, you know, click, you know, just accept, just go all the way down and say, I accept. And then... Um, what happened was one of the kids was doing that and ends up being part of some weird Apple experiment where they they tied like an animal in the front, the dude in the middle, and then somebody else in the back and tied them together. You feed the animal, the animal shits. The dude is forced to eat it, then he shits, and then the thing behind him is is forced to eat it, and then they shit. And it's like, well, you signed the waiver. <laughs> you said you accept. <laughs> and this is what you accepted. It's just weird. And then there's another one where um <laughs> on Family Guy they did the same type of thing. Um or they didn't read the fine print. And so uh Quagmire is getting a new computer and he calls Peter and he's like, hold on. I got to read, I got to read, uh, the fine, the fine print. And Peter was like, nobody reads that shit. Just go ahead and and just say, I accept. And he said, I do it all the time. Then he gets a, a ring at the, at the door and he opens the door and the guy just comes in and sucker punches him. And he says, you clicked up. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> gets punched right in the face so anyway i'm glad you find it so humorous oh my god it's absolutely hilarious thank you very much it, it funny to me it ain't gotta be funny to you funny to me so anyway um that's cool so what's new we just talked yesterday but uh, for me, not a whole lot. I'm just working, you know what I mean? Putting out them videos and making them coffees. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I'm working like 10 hours like a week at the coffee shop, and it's weird because there for like a couple months, I was working pretty much full-time hours. And now I go in and I'm like, wait a second. How many shots of espresso goes in a medium? <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? Or, like, today I made a drink, and I'm like, I really hope I put flavor in that. 
oh well whoops oh my god which they didn't say anything so i must have but it's just it's i don't know i'm also weird so fuck me but it has been good to uh delve deeper into the whole uh video stuff and yeah i like it but drew what's good. what's up with you man we don't hear from you as much as these people hear my dumbass. uh yeah i just uh working a lot too so yeah and tell us again what you do because we didn't get we talked about it last time <clears throat> but we didn't record it right well uh basically i work for this uh japanese company um Shing Tong Wa Bing Tong Wow Send all of your hate mail to <laughs> <laughs> Sean David blah 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 blah. That's what it's called though. At blah 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 dot com. <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. Let him finish his story, you asswife. That's what I do. <laughs> He's got to interrupt. It's okay. <laughs> Jesus. Keep talking. Anyway, keep Drew. talking with Drew for a second. This dog needs to go poo or something. Go for it. I'd gladly talk to Drew. That way I don't interrupt. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go. Go ahead, Drew. All right, give I'm me listening. a second. Jeez, Hans. This, this guy. Tight cramped. It's very cramped in here. But yeah. Yeah, he's got a cramped office, dude. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got that giant table in there. Yeah. So unnecessarily huge. I mean, it's gotta anyway. It's gotta fit the the monitor, so <laughs> Oh yeah, the fifty inch screen that he's uh working <laughs> off of. He's gotta fit that on his <laughs> freaking desk. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, but anyways, it's a uh, Japanese um, motor company. Well, not really. They do uh, automotive parts. And there's a branch that I work at, which is the electronics. And as much as I don't like it sometimes, it's a desk job. And I basically order components for new, new products and of that sort. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice job, actually. Yeah, you said it was, like, circuit boards. Yeah, and, like, circuit boards, like, smart handles, uh, power back doors, anything, you know, that the you press the button for is basically yeah. what we do. Yeah. And so you're on the, the logistics end of making sure parts show up where they're supposed to be and so that they can be installed where where they're supposed to be right that's so cool man yeah it's it's pretty nice uh i mean for this yeah, area so it's cool. one of the better better jobs so it's yeah <laughs> it's better than being on a farm <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which some days i kind of you know i just want a simple life like that but it doesn't make the money man ain't nothing wrong with being on a farm no not at all i tell you i i've my uncle used to tell stories. He grew up on, you know, in the South. And um, they had a huge piece of property, you know, that they managed themselves, you know, their family. But, I mean, it was poor South. Oh, yeah. Like, super poor South Carolina or North Carolina, one of those. 
uh, rural South, you know, but a lot of land, a lot of hunting, a lot of like farming and doing all their own shit, grew all their own food and stuff like that. But for dinner, you know, there, there was, they were so South, there weren't really any, this is a long time ago. You know, my, my uncle is in his seventies. There were no grocery stores that you can just drive to, you know? So right. his dad would give him and his brother 22s and give them each one bullet and tell them to go get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was like squirrel, raccoon, you know, whatever was there. Yeah, whatever you can find. You know, whatever you can find. I mean, that was rural south. You guys aren't that far south, but oh, no. I, I've always admired that um, southern mentality of just go get it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, forget the laws of the seasons and say, oh, you can only hunt this time of year or whatever. Yeah. Shoot, the food is out there. You're hungry. Go get it. Yep. <laughs> you know. But yeah, thankfully you don't have to live like that. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you get to sit at a desk, keep your hands clean, keep your nose clean, and uh you know, sit behind a computer. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No. I sit behind a computer every day. Nothing wrong with it at all. No. That's the way you make your money. It's all good. That's cool, man. So so question though. So it's you said it's a Japanese company? Right, it is. So do you have a lot of Japanese people that are working there or like the bosses are the Japanese? We have uh, what we call coordinators and they rotate out like, you know, every few years um, from Japan. And then, you know, they come here and we work with them for about, you know, say like three years and then they go back to Japan and then someone else comes in and switches out. So. Do you find that they have a different work ethic than the rest of the people there? I. Hmm. You mean lazy Americans? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, Sean. Thank you very much. I really haven't uh, worked with a whole lot, you know, to see about work ethic, but the communication factor on that hand is. Uh, is pretty tricky at times um, yeah yeah okay i get that um so i at tata motors i've got you know we've got this partnership with this japanese company and um you know we the american guys they um uh, they've come in from out of state working on this this top secret project and um they they always reference the guys in Japan. So they're like, okay, yeah, we want to do this, we want to do that, but we got to, you know, verify this with the guys in Japan because Japan is where their home office is and that's where they, uh, you know, they've got the checkbook. Right, yeah, So I completely um, understand that. Yeah, so, so when the guys actually come in from Japan, dude, they're in there, like the earliest we can start is 6 a.m., Okay. Those guys are in there very, very early with their um, with their coffee cup that they got from the hotel that they're staying in for the couple of weeks, uh-huh. and they're there all night long. I mean, they work 
12 hours every single day when they're here. Right. And, um, and it's very, very difficult to get Americans to work 12 hours, even though we're salary, Mm -hmm. you know, we only work over nine hours when we have to. Yeah. We all put in nine hours standard, 45 hours a week. That's standard. And, uh, some days might be a little bit less than nine and some days might be a little bit more. Like the other day I worked, I was, I, I got in around seven, seven something and I didn't leave until five thirty. Like those days haven't happened, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, seven to three thirty is a standard day, you know, six thirty to, to three thirty, sometimes four o'clock. And when I have to stay to five thirty, that's a late day for me. Hell, when I got to stay to four o'clock, that's a late day for me. <laughs> but um, these guys, it's like, you know, whatever. You can leave all you want. We'll still be here working. And it's like, man, these, these Japanese guys, man, they, they put in the time. And it's the same thing when they're in Japan. Yeah. From what I'm told, you know, they go in. They might not start as early in Japan as they do in the U.S. But... You know, like sometimes they they might not come in the office until eight o'clock, which is late. At least for my company, that's late. Eight o'clock is late because most people come in between six and seven thirty. So eight o'clock, you're you're late. But you're, you're not really late. It's not like you're being docked or something like that for salary. But in Japan, like early start is like eight o'clock. Because they're going to be there till eight o'clock, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock is when they're punching out and going home to their families. So at least for me, I find that the Japanese, they work really, really hard or at least very, very long hours. The other thing I noticed, though. Is that they take a lot of smoke breaks? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. It, I said <laughs> you right, find the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Same. Um, no, I was just gonna say, like, uh, I sit right next to where the uh door is for the smoke area, and the amount of times I see them go in and out, in and out, I can agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they take a lot of freaking smoke breaks, man. Yep, and I don't know what it is, you know, maybe. Cigarettes are just better in Japan or something. They just really love it. I, I don't know. I guess one of those Western, you know, type of things that they like. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've never been one to go out and take a smoke break because I've just, I've never smoked cigarettes. Uh, as many cigars that I smoke, you would think that I used to be a cigarette smoker, <laughs> but I, I, I've never smoked cigarettes. So I don't get the... I don't get that drive during the day. Like, let me go have a cigarette. I might get the the urge to just get away from my desk and take a walk. Oh yeah, you know, you know. But that's about it. That's about it for me. But yeah, dude, those guys in Japan, they or those Japanese guys that that I'm working with, man, they take a lot of smoke breaks and they work super long hours. It's absolutely nuts. But. They're all super nice people as well. Yeah, that, you know? they are where I work at too. So everybody's like Omada san and Kimine san and Drew san. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's like, what is this son shit? It, it means Mr. Yeah. So everybody goes by Mr. Something. Right. No women, by the way. 
<laughs> Zero women in the workforce, in the workplace. <laughs> all men. And I'm like, dude, you guys ain't got no chicks at all working for your company? It's all dudes all the time? So, yeah. Nuts. So do you guys have, um, like in your meetings and such, do they... Do they do they have translators as well, um, or is everybody speaking pretty good English? No, I mean there's some where you know it's harder to understand. Then there's some that you know you can understand them, you know to to the extent of you know I don't have to stop and think of what he said. But my uh, my boss, he's actually pretty good at you know listening and then translating exactly what they say like picking up you know as if we're talking in english but um yeah. a lot of times he'll be like you know he'll relate back to us and say like more english term exactly what he had mentioned so okay so it's sort okay. of sort of like a translator but not like a direct you know translator sure is your boss japanese as well or is he no he's you know he's from here Okay. Standard white guy from Illinois. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's another funny thing that I find. So the the lead engineers that are working here at at uh, at, at, at uh, Tata Motors with us from this Japanese company, they've all done what we call ISPs, as international assignments to Japan. Right. And, and so they're fluent in Japanese. Oh, nice. And it's so funny when you see this tall, skinny white guy talking fluent Japanese and sounding like a straight-up Japanese man with the whole dialect and everything, like cracking jokes, like they're talking like socially. And I'm like, <laughs> it just doesn't compute. But it's also very, very cool, you know, to have that kind of experience and... uh broaden your horizons to be able to learn another language yeah uh, that's that's pretty cool it's very cool so all right sean dizzle we're going to keep nerding out about japanese people if you don't jump in here yeah i'm falling asleep (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also coming up with not good things to say yeah all right not that they're wrong but they could you know yeah, it's probably very wrong knowing you. Um, but so so uh, for you, Sean, did you get a chance to listen to the George Carlin bit that I sent you? No. Oh my god, dude! What are you doing? I thought our friendship mattered to you, bro. I told you I've been busy. I can't even watch my favorite team's last game. Plus, honestly, you've said it to me about 700 times, so I could probably quote it back to you. Okay, quote it back to me. Nope, I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Drew, do you like George Carlin? Uh, Or even know who he's talking about? Because I I didn't. I, I, I know who you're talking about. I just, you know, I might see 
you know, a little something come across Facebook every once in a while, but that's about it. So. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, here we right. go. <laughs> so. Seven dirty words that you can't say on TV, but you should be able to. Right? Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Okay. I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> shit, piss, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. And he breaks this thing down in such an eloquent way that is, it's so powerful. And I kind of want to talk about it because we have some people that are hating on our podcast saying that we cuss too much or that we belch too much or that we're too dirty or too vulgar or whatever the case may be. And it doesn't jive with the conversation that, that we try to have secret time behind the scenes. Drew just tried to burp, but it didn't really work out. Yeah. (laughs) That was an epic fail. Darn it. That was for the haters. That was for the haters. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should I say what I would say if it was just us talking and nobody else listening? You're asking? Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's up to you. I would say take out your tampon and next time you'll burp better. But that's what I was going to say. I didn't <laughs> oh my say gosh, it. Michael, you're so disgusting. I didn't say it. I was going to say it. You that's did what say I was it. thinking. I didn't say it. That's just what I was thinking. I can't help what I was thinking. But then you said what you were thinking. It just comes out so quickly. Oh. Anyway. There we go. There we go. (laughs) He took it out. So, um, (laughs) first of all, he's like, shit. We all shit. That shouldn't be on the list. But we all piss. It shouldn't be on the list. We all fuck. That's how we got here. You fucked a cunt. That's definitely how you got here. (laughs) <laughs> and before you fuck the cunt, you're probably with the cocksucker. And then your dad, he's a motherfucker. Tits? That shouldn't be on the list because all of us have eaten from tits. That's where we get our milk from. And so he breaks this thing down and so eloquently. And I don't know, I just wanted to kind of have a conversation about words. Oh, I can talk about words. Yeah. And we kind of have. I know you can. We have, but I want to talk about it again. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? I'm I'm trying to. I will. (laughs) So my whole thing with this this cursing and the language thing, and I've said it before, and I'm saying it again, um, about... Yeah, just just our language and what is culturally acceptable and what is deemed as a curse word or cursing. And growing up, you know, curse words were fuck, shit, hell, damn. I mean, even suck, piss, you know. But we could say crap, shoot, dang it, darn it, bloody. Son of a biscuit. Yeah. Um, and it's all stuff that like people say, but you know what they mean. So it's like, 
even if I'm not saying it, I'm think like I know what you mean, and you're like you're so so explain that to me. So yeah. the more I thought about it, it's like well then you're really just kind of ev- evoking like an emotion or a uh, an attitude or oh my words are lacking here but basically like you're you're trying to portray something that is vulgar but you're doing it in a way that's tongue in cheek you know what i mean and sure. it's kind of like just grow up like what is so bad about saying oh that fucking hurt or you know oh shit i left the curling iron on and i'm not gonna be home all day like damn it you know versus sure oh shoot crap dang it i left the curling iron on all day dang it what's the difference like why is fucking shit well like why are they vulgar i don't I personally, I, I don't know, and maybe it's because I'm so lost now. <laughs> um, and by lost, I mean that was a Christian joke. Um, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I've backslidden so long that I just don't even know what's true anymore, you know? But, yeah, like, so there are people who cannot say certain vocabulary words but they still evoke the same inner um emotion or attitude or rudeness or cutting down in the moment without saying these words that we've deemed curse words so to me it's like well you're fine with still being an asshole and like lashing your tongue out at people and hurting people and you know just spewing filth from your mouth it's not from a a a four-letter word but you're still doing damage like there's still something inside of you that is disgusting and perverse and vulgar you're just not using these sets of words so it's not about the word because to me you're doing the same thing that you think you're not doing when you aren't saying said words. Does that make sense? Did I lose people there? No. So it sounds like to me, you're basically saying that it's the same thing that Jesus said. He said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So even if you try to cover up your words, you're still actually saying what's actually in your heart to say. Yeah. Because it's not about the vocabulary. Yeah. And it's the splitting of hairs, I guess, but it's the intent and it's the outcome. Sure. So if you're just nasty, a nasty person, uh, really internally, it's just going to come out of your mouth. Like here, let's give a for instance so people can maybe, maybe I can clean up what I'm trying to say here. Go for it. <clears throat> so same scenario, right? Two different versions. The first is going to be the Christian version. <clears throat> I can't stand you. You're just a nasty person and you don't deserve anything good in your life. Versus, fuck you, man. All right, seriously, fuck you, you piece of shit. Which one is any better than the other? 
one is safe for children and the other is not. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the emotion and the outcome and what's inside still comes out. You, you feel me? No doubt about so it. So just because you've, we've deemed these words in our culture to be vulgar, you can still be vulgar without saying those words. And a lot of people do. And they're the same people who, oh, I don't curse. I don't want that filth. You know, it's not, you know, Jesus wouldn't like it and blah, 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 blah. And that's where I just started to see the bullshit in the whole, you know, cursing thing. Plus, if you want to get biblical, I believe that cursing in the Bible was actually more so referred to actual, like, damning or cursing. Not actual a word, you know? Oh, you are absolutely correct. But, my friend, here we are in almost 2020. Holy bombshell. Can't believe it. And widely in the church and throughout Western American Christianity, you don't curse. And when I say curse, everyone knows what I mean. Fuck, shit, damn, hell, piss, cunt, bitch, motherfucker. And tits. And tits. Yep. All the seven. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think it's hypocritical. I'm not done. Don't, what are you doing? Trying to cut, cut me off. I'm cutting you off just like you've been cutting us off this whole time. Touche. Ta-ta. Motors. <laughs> oh, the tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you think, Drew? No, I agree. Uh... That's great. So, here's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I know when, you know, I, I curse as well, you know, I'm guilty of it, but I'm not going to go, you know, use these words, you know, in front of kids or, you know, walk, walk right up into a church and be like, you know, that Catholic priest is, you know, probably fucking kids. I'm not going to be saying that. Sure. But... <laughs> But, you know, when I'm, like, here, like, what we're doing now, you know, I'm going to, a few might slip here and there, but, you know, and as much as, much as veterans like to use that as an excuse, you know, I wasn't in the military, so it's kind of, you know, come second nature to, you know, how we get things across, so. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, you brought up an interesting point about, like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't say certain words and I wouldn't talk about certain things. Not even just, like, I'm not going to go to a wedding and there's little kids and I'm like, can we get all the fucking people up here so we can shoot this shot, please? Like, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I ha- I'm, I'm mature <laughs> and that's, you know, I'm being respectful, right? um yeah completely just forgot where i was going cool (laughs) okay well it's a respect thing let me try and get back to it so like you know there's oh so likewise i'm not gonna go to the same wedding 
and have a bunch of kids be around and we're all hanging out and I'm talking about, you know, adult mature content when they're in earshot. Like I wouldn't do that either. And that, that could still be like, I still consider that being vulgar, you know? Um, but I, I don't think it's necessarily just the vocabulary and I'm shooting a dead horse here or kicking it or whatever the saying is. But, you know, there are times where I don't, <clears throat> like, I mean, perfect example, when I'm at a shoot, I don't curse unless all of the other people are doing it as well. And then, like, it, it's also not a thing, like, I just set out to, like, oh, I'm going to see how many curse words I can say today. You know, it's just, it's not a thing. <clears throat> For me, I lived in places up north where, Every other word was fuck and cunt and shit and, you know, like we ended the, uh, one of the recent podcasts with you cocksucking motherfucker because like for so many years, I heard all of that all of the time, like in professional settings, in churches, in like everywhere, it was just the culture and it was more acceptable. So now I'm like more used to it not being this you know hush hush thing it's a little bit more just like no i'm just talking like if i'm just hanging out with you you're probably going to hear me say some things but i'm also like my personality can be very weird and raunchy and like edgy and push the boundaries like if someone wants to start joking i'm gonna go 10 steps you know further and then if they go five steps further i'm gonna go 10 steps further again because it's just i don't know it's what i fucking do you know sure <clears throat> but yeah there are places and times where obviously you're not just you have to respect like my grandparents perfect example i would never talk the way that i do right now with you guys that i do with them because i know what they believe, I know their standards, and out of respect, I'm not just going to go up in there and be like, what up, you fucking assholes? Did you fuck grandma in the cunt yet, gramps? Like, I would never... I, that's not even, like, why would I do that? I'm just going to bring hurt and pain, which, to bring it back full circle, is the whole point of vulgarity in the first place, isn't it? To bring uh, some yeah. sort of emotion that is either a defense or an offensive thing that we do to cut people or self-preserve ourselves, right? Sure. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but what do you guys think? Well, you know, I think that, you know, there is a, an aspect of respect when it comes down to language. And I think that's what we're all trying to say. There is an aspect of respect when it comes down to language. Um, where your desire is not to offend if you really are walking in love, right? Because you don't want to, you don't want to anger people or dishonor people, right? So there is a level of respect. There is a level of professionalism where, you know, certain language just is deemed culturally not to be acceptable. Um, but I think the point goes down to back to back to that point of culture what culture you know allows you know i mean back in the day um you wouldn't hear a swear word on on television 
right? The words that you would probably hear is damn, you know, and that's damn's always a been kid, a fun I, one to or a, a funny one to me it, too, because is it a curse? It word? is right. You can question it right now. You can question it. But back then, you really couldn't. It was like this was vulgar and not safe for children because somebody on the show said the word damn. But now, I mean, hell, I'm sh- I can imagine half of the stadium when that running back for, for the Bulldogs clipped that photographer and knocked her out cold. I can imagine, you know... Uh, um, I can imagine everybody leaning back saying, damn, you know, at, it happens. At the least, or like, oh, shit. Yeah, I agree. Right. Right. It's just going to come out. It's culturally acceptable at this point. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, back in the day, damn or shit was just as bad as fuck or hits or cunt or whatever you know i then you gotta respect the fact that hey there are a lot of people out there that love the word cunt i'm one of them i think it is such a beautiful word and i've said this before i think it's a it's a fun word it rolls off the tongue so nicely it's almost romantic (laughs) but okay there's a (laughs) There's a lot of people that are so offended by that word. It's the worst thing that you could ever say. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and um, he was he was uh, he was doing a podcast with Nikki Glaser, who's another comedian, gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous, blonde comedian, awesome, hilarious too. He was saying that. Because she she was talking and then she said the word cunt. And he was like, nope, can't say that word on my podcast. And she was like, why? He was like, well, I'm just kidding. But uh, a few weeks ago, we had a podcast. And two and a half hours into the podcast, somebody said the word cunt. And YouTube demonetized them just for that word. Can you believe that? Just for that one word. I can't, considering all the shit they talk about. Yeah. I mean, they're cussing. Well, it was during Sober October, so they weren't smoking. They weren't drinking. They were all sober. But that's a podcast in an environment that you enter where you know that. You you know the culture there. You know what's acceptable there, you know. It seems like a double standard. Yes. It does. It seems like a huge double standard, but they demonetized them, and that's just the fact. And so they were talking about maybe they should go back to that podcast. Excuse me, <laughs> go back to that podcast and bleep out the word "cunt" and just see if YouTube will reevaluate it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm hiccups, and um, And monetize that podcast because it was a really good one. It was like a four-hour podcast that he did with all his friends. Two and a half hours in, they get demonetized. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, I was just laughing because I Googled cunt. And uh, I clicked on dictionary.com and words related to cunt. 
pussy, bitch, muff, box, snatch, puss, beaver, cherry. Oh, got me going. You got to love the English language. You have to. Like, there's so many different words that are out there that mean so many different things depending on what part of the country that you're in. There's just no way that you can do it, that you can, like, offend everybody with certain words. And the fact is, is who are these fucking police that are policing the words and saying whether or not you're a good person based on the words that you say? It's stupid, in my opinion. Well, And it's a huge double standard. Just to play devil's advy here for a second. Oh, I know you love that. I think, because for me growing up, it was it was a play on what we already quoted. Like, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And therefore, right. if you're using these words, then you're obviously a dirty person in need of saving. But it even goes a step further um, with... Which I, I totally agree with the statement. Well, I mostly agree with the statement. But, like, you know, it, it's, it can also be deemed as an ignorant uh, vocabulary selection for some people. Like, backwoods or redneck or ghetto or <clears throat> quote-unquote, like, unlearned people, you know? They use these slang words because they don't have the vocabulary to use regular and or other words that seemingly mean the same thing, but you know what I mean? Sure. And I, the part that I agree with that is, you know, and I don't know where I heard this. It might've been from you, Michael, but like, I, um, I think I heard some kind of story roundabout, which I'm probably going to butcher, but like, I'll let my kids swear, but every time they tell me a swear word, they have to tell me two or three words that they could have used instead of that swear word. Yeah, I told you that, but I was quoting a famous comedian, so I didn't make that up. But anyway, it's, you know, kind of another take on it, and I mean, I kind of agree, you know. If you're just using it because you're uneducated, but even still, I mean, I don't know that that's a dirty thing, you know, or a sinful, like I really, these days in my life, I, I search or I struggle, uh, to search for the sin part of saying fuck. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I do. What's, what's the sin? What's the dirty thing you know i know i you know i often i love my wife to death um do his part she she'll look at me sometimes like oh my god you don't have to swear and then it takes everything in me not to remind her of that when she stubs her toe or if she forgets something or if she stumbles over something and she says the word fuck it's like, you don't have to swear. <laughs> yeah. I think it to myself sometimes. Uh, but she gets on me, and 
you know, I mean, it's not all the time, but about a few when times. Mike is around, Same when Mike is around, for sure. Yeah, when Mike is around, definitely she's like, watch your mouth type of deal, and, and she's right because I don't need to swear in front of him and don't need to teach him words. But the fact is, is I'm pretty sure that oh, he knows them all. If he, yeah, if he's not already swearing at school, kids around him are swearing. You know, and he goes to a Christian school. So and they're the worst. Absolutely. Cock sucking motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> I'm truly. Can you restrain him, please? Please do. Reach on over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, so man. In the mil- Fuck it. You in know? the, mili- in the military. In the military, Drew. Yeah. There's just no way that you're going to have a sentence without swearing, right? Oh, right, right. Like, fuck was one of our biggest ones, you know? Like, That's kind of curious, though. I wonder why. We're savage animals. <laughs> so that's it? Like, it is a dirty thing, then? It's like a... Savages. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, this is piquing my curiosity. Yeah, I'm not sure why, you know, or when that came about, but I mean, because my whole thing has always been military people curse a lot because they see and do things that and experience things that I never will, and at you know, I feel like at certain. At certain levels of life experience, you just reach a point maybe where it's like, saying these words, there's a whole lot of other fucked up shit going on. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm a filthy, dirty piece of shit because I curse. Fuck you. Yeah. I didn't have to, like, I carried half of my soldier friend with me because the other half was left on the field. You want to fucking tell me not to curse? Why don't you go live that shit and then fucking come tell me how to talk, bitch? Like, that's kind of like the... <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's kind of been my thing. Like, maybe that's why, you know, I don't know. I mean, could it at least be part of it? I think, yeah, it's a part of it. Uh, it's... <sighs> One memory that keeps coming back is like, you know... Uh... It's it's small. It was nothing serious, but um, on my uh, deployment, first one, uh, it was a smaller plane, and you know it looked like it was you know as soon as it takes off, it's gonna you know you're gonna lose a bolt here, lose <laughs> a, you know a wing here or whatever, and then one of our uh, one of my friends sitting in the, on the bus with me, uh, he just started laughing uncontrollably. Like, you know, he's like, we're going to fucking die. As soon as this plane takes off, we're going to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) That type of stuff. You know, it's just, you know, I can't get into words exactly how I'm feeling about it, but it's more like, you know, it's that, that's the type of vocabulary to get across that type of, goes back to emotion and feeling. That's the type of vocabulary that it takes to, you know, describe that type of emotion and scenario, I guess. Yeah. So, 
interesting. I love it's, it. You know, it's a cruel, savage vocabulary, but then again, you know, what happens? Cruel, savage world. It, it right? is, yeah. So, why as well you use know, I, um, vocabulary in a sense. I'm I sorry mean, to cut you off. No, that's okay. How rude of you. I would never do that. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. You know, I, um, I, we're having this conversation and we know that the internet listens to everything we say, that the government listens to everything we say. Absolutely. I typed in smart and then the letter P and the first hit on Google was smart people swear. Yeah. Can you believe that? For sure. It's all connected. So (laughs) that's why I say, I don't know that we actually landed on the moon. Oh, will you stop it right now? <laughs> Conspiracy. We'll get back to that in a second. I want to hear Drew's opinion. But um, so on sciencealert.com, I clicked on that link, and the first picture is, um, is of a middle finger, a guy holding up the middle finger. And it says, swearing is actually a sign of more intelligence, not less, say the scientists. And we got to trust the scientists, right? The scientists say that we landed on the moon. So not all of them say you know, that. I, well, the smart ones do. Oh, the ones, that sw- <laughs> the ones that swear say that we landed on the moon. But studies have shown that swearing may, in fact, display a more rather than less intelligent use of language. How about that? While swearing can become a habit, we choose to swear in different contexts and for different purposes. Uh, For linguistic effort to convey emotion, for laughs, and perhaps even to be deliberately nasty. So there you go. Fuck you, I won't do what they tell me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so there you go. So, in fact, a study by psychologists from Marist College, which is probably a college full of dumb people, I don't know, I've never heard of it, found links between how fluent a person is in the English language and how fluent they are in swearing. So, the more you're able to swear, the actual more you're fluent in the English language. There you go. Take all liberty to curse as much as you can everywhere to show how smart you are. Well, they've they've actually uh, made a lot of scientific discoveries about swearing. One being the fact that there is pain relief. It's a natural pain relief that's associated with swearing. They asked volunteers to hold hands in ice water for as long as they could tolerate while repeating a swear word. And so, obviously, the people who... Um, were able to hold their hand in the ice water longest were the ones that uh, were able to swear. Makes sense. They, they were able to withstand the pain of the ice cold water for longer because they were swearing. Aha. How about uh, that? Interesting. That kind of goes back to the whole emotion, what, what you're really evoking when you say things. But couldn't you say, like, squeegee with the same amount of, like, angst 
and get the same result? Or is yeah, it because we just are, our culture deems these words as that's what you say when bad things happen or kind of like what you were saying, Drew, like when you're in an environment when stuff is extreme and uh, harsh, like those are the words we turn to. Huh. I don't know. I don't know either. It's very interesting but article. It's a pretty good article. Can, I'll I'll link the article to uh, in the show notes. Yeah, I want to uh, read I'll it. I'll put them in the show notes. It, it's a pretty good article, um, because they they do a, a few different experiments. Uh, one being, you know, uh, measuring violence and your ability to focus. Um, you know, playing uh, first person shooter games and and playing golf games, and the effects the positive effects that swearing uh, while playing those games gave you, uh, you know, a higher score. So it's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Um, I like it. So, Drew, did we land on the moon or no? Back in the 60s? <coughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one, but... Me personally, I would have to say no. What? What? I would. Yeah, I would. I would have to say no. What? Okay. Why? why? <laughs> the sheer amount of like, you know, it's space is a vacuum. Like, you know, it's what do they say? It's like thousands of miles away, and you know. I, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that, you know, with the technology we had back then uh, and the, I don't know. Yeah. Technology. I, I, I feel like, you know, it wasn't power, powerful enough to actually send, you know, human beings, you know, for that long to the moon and back. Yeah. Really? Well, there's a lot of there's mm. a lot that goes into this because it happens at a time where <clears throat> America's a, a race, right? With the Soviet Union and it's who can get there first, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that had never been done before. And a documentary I recently watched, which is when I started bringing this up, was Kennedy uh, there was so much pressure and buzz that we like we have to land on this moon like we have to like so many Americans and not just Americans but like so many people around the world are watching us go to the moon we cannot fail we need to at least have a contingency plan a plan B Stanley Kubrick so they literally secretly uh, filmed a moon landing so that if it didn't happen, because one thing they didn't know is how cameras are going to work in space mm. and lighting and this and that. And like, would the feed reach back to the earth? Like, could we even get that or would it take long or blah, 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 blah. Right. All this shit that goes into it. So, 
supposedly they actually filmed it in a studio here on earth so that as millions of people worldwide are watching, no matter what happens, actually, this is going to be seen. And there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. I'm going to have to find the documentary so that you can watch it. I don't remember it off the top of my head right now, but it's crazy, man. And then they start interviewing those people and all of them are dying randomly air quotes from like, weird like oh he jumped out in front of a bus yesterday or like oh he was mysteriously found dead in his basement at you know and just just weird like coincidental things that all add up to be like that's way too coincidental like there's too many things there and it almost begs you to believe that whether I mean, let's say we made it to the moon, but we couldn't get the feedback to Earth to watch, so we all watched this fake moon landing. Maybe we did land on the moon. I don't know, but definitely we watched something, and you know, it's just it's it's I don't know how you prove it. And then you showed me a video on YouTube that disproves that theory and why we did land on the moon because of all these scientific explanations. But you know, I feel like both sides can do the same exact thing. And at the end of the day, what do you believe? So that's what it goes down to faith. I guess so. Because how, like how, how else like you're believing and you have faith right now that our government did not lie. Right. Sure. Just like Drew has faith that the government did lie. (laughs) Either way you spin it, there's so many things pointing to it happened and pointing to it didn't happen that it's just a perfect, in my opinion, it's a perfect melting pot of like, what the fuck actually happened here? And I'm not so sold on we actually landed on the moon anymore. Or that we watched the actual moon landing as it was air quote happening. I don't know because there's so many, I mean, do you put your faith in your government and in NASA and all this shit? Or do you believe these other facts that have been brought to light? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a messy thing and it's so intriguing. Because, yeah, obviously we want to say, yeah, we landed on the moon and there's a flag there and blah, blah, blah. And there's footsteps and the iconic, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Like, that fucking makes your balls tingle and you're like, fuck yeah, America. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. It's kind of like Bigfoot. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew it was coming. <laughs> True, true. Is Bigfoot real? You're in the military. You're in the military because you're more qualified to answer this. I hey, say I'll listen to you a... before I listen to Sean, who's never been anywhere, done anything. I say there's a possibility that there are specimens and very political answer. <sighs> Specimens for president. Yeah. that that have yet to be discovered, uh, and that are you know like Bigfoot are elusive. You know 
they their day-to-day task is to avoid people contact at all costs you know yeah i I just saw what was it i can't remember what animal it was but i saw an article where scientists thought that this i wish i knew what it was or at least you know the article but it was an article that said the scientists had recently discovered not discovered but seen an animal on a trail cam in say a jungle somewhere and you know they had thought it, ex- it went extinct like 20 years ago no shit yeah but it's just it's just been hiding out so huh i mean that's what we need to do we need to get a campaign together to just put up trail cams in all these forests right and just canvas areas because if Bigfoot exists, he's not smart enough to evade all of the, uh, exactly. you know, cameras that we could put up. Right. I mean, they, what, down here in Southern Illinois, not even going to like, you know, Bigfoot, but they say, what is it they say? Uh, black Panther or something like that. People say they capture a Black Panther on their trail cams, you know, but yeah, they say it's not here. Well, if it's black and it's night, how do you see it? Night vision, dude. You can still see, you know, (laughs) texture and tone. It was a low joke. I'm sorry. What do you ask it to smile? (laughs) Say cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I believe in both. I think both are extremely plausible and that the science says that you know, a lean towards, you know, when, when you look at the amount of fuel that they put in the, in the, uh, spacecraft thing, the rocket, it was just enough to get to the moon and back. Right. You know, they put in the exact amount of fuel. Um, they've also been back. At least that's what the, that's what the history tells us. There's been uh, several moon landings. Apparently three. Um, In the recent days? After the, past, after the first since one. Since the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. After the first one, there were a few more. What was it? I think like 70s or something like that. There, I mean, there were all. Like the last ones. Just, but. So, there were also just as many failures. Yeah. But they did go back. But what is it? For some um, reason, they say we can't go back now. Like, like that's what I don't know. Well, I got intrigued I with it's... this whole thing again because uh, the Indian uh, space—I oh, forget what they're called—but the Indian Space Agency actually sent, uh, or should I should—I at this point I should say attempted to send a rover to the moon, and it didn't land correctly. And then NASA was like, oh, no problem. We'll fly over and take a picture. And then they couldn't get the picture. Hmm. And it's kind of like, why couldn't you get the picture if we fly over the moon all the time? Oh, it's on the dark side of the moon. You're telling me in 2019 we don't have fucking night vision in the space shuttle, but we can, like, FaceTime (laughs) astronauts? It's probably the military's night vision. (laughs) I don't know, man. And, you know, I'm ignorant to a lot of this stuff, so I understand that. But at the same point, the the things that we do accomplish 
that have been proven, it seems like if you really wanted to find that fucking Land Rover, it's just a ball of dust, like, that you fly over constantly. I mean, we have satellites that circle it, so, like, you can't, f- like, that, that doesn't make sense to me. And, you know, I don't know. Well, I, it could, could it be, now this is super conspiracy theory, could it be that they actually landed successfully, but they landed on a part of the moon where they saw something or found something that they don't want to let the rest of the world know? And therefore, they say that they crashed. Or even not that and deep. Maybe they didn't find anything yet, but maybe they wanted to get it there and then have people think, oh, it was a failure. We lost it. Meantime, yeah, but it's up why? there building, like, the next human clone thing of us. <laughs> and, like, the dark side of the moon is going to be, like, an America. Right. So how about the dark side of the moon be, like, a... Trump's new home? No, be like a refueling station for aliens or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> That's the cool thing about conspiracy. It's like anything's up for grabs. Okay, yeah. Anything is. I, I mean, the fact is that we just don't know. And, uh, you know, and, and even if we did know, we wouldn't believe it until we saw it with our own eyes. And even then, just some like, would even claim that it's not real. Yeah, I mean, who's going to believe you? You're going to be a quack job. Right. If you come back and you say, no, this is what I saw. This is what was really there. Speaking of... Nobody's going to believe you because they didn't see it with their own eyes and you don't have any evidence of it. Speaking of things like that, I just cannot understand this whole flat earth thing. Because it's false. That's why you can't understand it. Yeah, but they're, they're so like dogmatic about it it seems like and i just i mean it'd be one thing if we like haven't had as many successful missions outside of our atmosphere as we have and i guess they claim that the space station is like a film set or something i don't know inside a giant pool it's just like I mean, that's a, that's a huge stretch, man, and it doesn't make sense. Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I've, I've listened to a couple interviews, and I'm just like, you're fucking insane, dude. But believe what you're yeah. going to believe, I guess. You know. See, I thought that you were all for the flat earth thing. No. No, I never said that. You thought it for some reason, because I brought up maybe we didn't land on the moon and you just lumped me in with the flat earthers (laughs) so fuck you but no we don't live on a flat fucking earth you know what i'm sorry i apologize because i think that's exactly what i did i figured that if you didn't believe in bigfoot and if you didn't believe that we landed on the moon that the most logical step for you (laughs) is to believe that the earth is flat it's just as crazy. And then you probably believe that Hitler is alive in Argentina somewhere. Oh, by now he'd be dead, though. Yeah, it'd be physically. Oh, yeah, impossible. by now he'd be dead. But I did watch but. a documentary on that. He may have not have died when we thought he did. That's a, that's a big conspiracy uh, theory, too. 
Well, yeah, hard to like prove. He, but there are some holes in history that makes makes you wonder. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. There's holes in history. I get that. There's gaps everywhere. But to say that you know him and all of his key men escaped to either Argentina or Antarctica. Like there was some secret Nazi base in Antarctica that they that they built that, below the ice. Yeah, I've actually read that, and that goes into flat Earth as well. Uh, it does. Huh. Like Antarctica, oh, like suppose right. supposedly like in the flat world, flat Earth theory. It's tunnels. It's uh, you have a barrier that you can't cross, and that barrier is a is a whole entire ice continent, which is Antarctica. And supposedly the Nazis right after World War One, one I mean World War Two, wanted to go down there and, you know, conquer it. Build their secret weapons, you know. <laughs> and destroy flat earth. Well, get back and, you know, yeah. re, re regroup and, you know, huh. you know go for the go for the big shot. Yeah. So. so so what I read was that or what I heard was that there's like some tunnels and it's with the whole flat earth thing yeah there's tunnels that'll go from like antarctica to argentina and that's why you have so many fair-skinned tall blue-eyed individuals in argentina because the nazis fled to antarctica and then took the tunnels to argentina i don't know how that works right and then they set up shop in there and you got a lot of German descent. I mean, and the reality is, is that you do have a lot of German descent individuals in Argentina. Oh, yeah. There's like that's I mean, I, that's been proven. Yeah, I don't doubt that. You know, there's a bunch of, you know, you know, not even higher ranked officers, but even just, you know, some of the Nazis, you know, they just fled. So either that or get shot. So. Well, right. Exactly. I mean, I, I have no doubt that some of them actually went to Argentina, and that's why we have that down there. So. I would agree. Yeah. In every war, you got a ton of people that go AWOL. Right. There's no doubt about it. So that would be my explanation for it. Not a fucking tunnel from Antarctica <laughs> to Argentina that they've never found. Right. But there are, there have been at least, like Obama visited antarctica for some dumb reason and they say that it was he was going down there to actually see some secret nazi base and the tunnels yeah so i don't know man it's a little weird yeah i mean it's very weird weird. if any of the listeners want to you know read up more about it admiral bird bird is is i think that's his name in the 50s that's the expedition he did you know to argentina or to to antarctica you know it was basically the you know go to the south pole you know gather data research and stuff like that but it was all an attempt to go after the nazis down in supposedly antarctica so that's interesting man yeah wow 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 yeah that's too much for my little small brain <laughs> at uh, almost 10 o'clock at night. So. Yeah. I think on, right, on bro. that note, we should put some, some bows on this. Yeah, let's do it. Right for the holidays. So if you, uh, 
this was not our normal podcast, but we had our friend Drew on, so we're just hanging out. Um, but listen, if you like our content, you like some of the episodes you've heard, by all means, please subscribe and uh, like and share us uh, wherever you are on social media. And um, you can catch our socials at Unchurched Podcast um, on Instagram and on Twitter. And our website is www, like W. Bush, W. Unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. And um, drop us a comment, and we'd love you a long time for it. Word up, bitch. <laughs> Drew, any last comment? Uh, thanks again for loving me. You know, be a part of this again. Just hanging oh, out. It's fun. Oh, show, bro. It's fun. Thanks for joining us. All right, folks. Uh, until the next time. <laughs> Peace. Peace.